back to Tech Check. The train keeps rolling and we try to keep it as interesting as possible for you. Please, we need your support. You need to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Please go to all of our social media handles, like and follow us. That's what keeps this train moving. In any case, always trying to make it different and keep it cool. Today, we have a unique format. We have one of my colleagues from Salesforce, Samira Khan, hosting a session with what I would call the dynamic duo of VC in Pakistan, Kulsum Lakhani and Misbah Nakvi of I2I Invest and Innovation. I'm gonna turn it over to Samira and she's gonna take this interview forward today. Enjoy the session, folks. Wonderful to meet you, Kalsum and Mizbah. Thanks so much for joining us. So Kalsum, it's interesting because back in 2014, I was doing a project for Acumen Fund, Farooq Khan, and I came across your work. And I feel like back in 2014, what you were trying to do was extremely innovative, not just for Pakistan in terms of capacity building for social entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, but really for the world globally, because we've seen this space pick up significantly over the past couple years, but not so much prior. So specifically from you, would love to hear just a little bit about your inspiration and the ideation process that led you to invest to innovate. Um, sure, and cool that back in 2014, actually MISPA has a big acumen connection that she'll probably talk about as well. Um, yeah, so I started Eye to Eye um, in 2011. Um, so yeah, I guess there, I mean, there was a lot happening in the startup space globally, but just in mostly emerging markets. And I think that's, was really the inspiration behind it. I just thought there was a terrible injustice that people weren't paying attention to markets like Pakistan or Nigeria at the time or places that were maybe more unexpected. They were maybe more growth markets or frontier markets than emerging markets, but they also had enormous, um, enormous populations of young people. And also because they had so many challenges, there were so many opportunities to create entrepreneurial solutions um, around them. And so for me, eye to eye was really started from that lens of how do we support innovators that exist in places that are supposedly unexpected, but where we're seeing so much potential. And so eye to eye was really started to uh, support that potential and to unleash that potential. And we started in Pakistan, um, when you know in 2011 there was stuff obviously happening in the startup space uh, it was very very new back then so there was a lot of competitions and awards um, some university-based incubators but really not that much happening um, the way that we see the ecosystem now and so starting in Pakistan because obviously that's where I'm from um, and thinking at the time that we were going to go to many places um, rather than just just be in Pakistan and then you start in a place like Pakistan you realize how much how important it was to go deep into one ecosystem and really provide value. And I'm so grateful now that we have worked in multiple countries, but by, by providing value in one and really going deep into one ecosystem, it really kind of gave us the validity as well as the experience to be able to apply that to other uh, startup ecosystems as well. So that's, that's really how we started. Very cool. And one of the things I keep hearing and reading about is how important it is for you know, you to work with people who you get along with for there to be a good fit. So would love to hear Mizba from you, how you and Kalsum even met? How did you decide to work together on this? Sure. Um, so like Kalsum said, interesting that you brought up Acumen, Samira, because we actually met more than 10 years ago when I was working with Acumen. 
uh, at the time Acumen Fund. I worked with them in Pakistan as well as New York. And at this time I was in the US office. Uh, and Kulsum's family office had been uh, a contributor to Acumen's work. And so she and I connected on that front. We found a lot of uh, common ground um, and we got along really well, but we also had a lot of common friends. So we would meet socially and then we would meet around work and, and exchange ideas. And um, at that time, Kalsum was setting up uh, I2I and asked me to be um, one of her board uh, advisors on her board. And so I've been part of this journey from the beginning, uh, while not operationally involved, but really at an advisory level, uh, seeing what Kalsum has built over the last few years and uh, just, you know, really bonded over, over that and the potential that we see in Pakistani entrepreneurs. Um, fast forward uh, eight years uh, or maybe seven years from that, um, when Kalsum had been looking to set up a venture fund to bridge the gap in early stage investing and early stage capital uh, that is actually working with founders, not necessarily being too aggressive towards them. Uh, she and I started talking. I was at the time uh, thinking of trying to take a sabbatical for a while, but uh, got really excited about this opportunity to build I2I ventures together. Um, and that's kind of how uh, Kusum had already started thinking about it. And I came into it and we decided to co-found I2I Ventures uh, now uh, almost two years ago. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's been a journey, um, you know, of discovery as much as learning and excitement. Um, and I think I'm so grateful to have a partner where we both uh, sort of feed off each other, but we also hold each other up um, and are, I would like to say, each other's biggest cheerleaders. So it's a great totally. partnership. And just to clarify, Samira, so I started Eye to Eye nine years ago, and then um, and I've been a, I was a solo founder for a really long time. And then um, Eye to Eye Ventures, our VC fund, is a separate entity, which Ms. Ben and I set up together. Um, yeah, and just to to say what Ms. Bo was saying, it's you know having been a solo founder for a long time, having now a partner and a co-founder. Um, makes you realize, like, I can't believe I did this alone for way too long, and having a partner made all the difference. So. No, thanks for that clarification, because next I was going to ask you to sort of break down some of the things that you've been involved in. So on the VC piece in particular, what have been some of the challenges you've faced in Pakistan? Um, anything specific to being women or anything you're seeing in particular with women's entrepreneurship? And if not, just in general, any specific challenges you've been facing as you get this off the ground? Yeah, yeah how much time do you have? <laughs> um, so it's been, you know, Pakistan is a, is a high friction market, as most of us who have been associated with it know. Um, and while it's so exciting because there's so much opportunity, there's a lot that's broken um, around when you look around. And that kind of goes towards uh, some of these areas which are pretty nascent as far as markets are concerned. So the whole e entrepreneurship ecosystem uh, has been evolving for a while, uh, but it's still in rel relatively an early stage. So I think for us to set up a fund at this point, uh, looking at a challenging market to begin with, uh, was something where we, you know, it was there was a bit of pushback from people saying, why do you want to do it? And why don't you just stick to, uh, you know, advising companies and working with them mm -hmm. on the accelerator side? And I think that was one thing that we wanted to clarify is that we do see an opportunity to work with these amazing founders and invest in them um, and then help them build their companies and work towards growth. So I think one of the chal early challenges was this kind of pushback from whether it was potential LPs or potential people that would give us money or even generally people in the ecosystem who would say, 
why do you want to do this? Why don't you just stick to working with startups, uh, you know, in an accelerator context? So that was one. I think the other is a regulatory framework in Pakistan. It, it, there are quite a few challenges. Um, I think in setting up a fund, there are challenges. There are challenges for startups as well. The good news on that is that there's been a lot of work that done both uh, by on the investor side um, and as members, founding members of the Venture Capital Association of Pakistan, we've been using that forum to push. But also in the regulators, uh, from the regulators' perspective, they've been really helpful in terms of making changes that make it a lot easier to do business in Pakistan. Um, I think that's that's another one. Um, I'll let Kilsoom add. Uh, I have a couple more, but just in case yeah. you want to add. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's Pakistan is, I mean, yeah, I mean, to do this work for a long time, it's, you know, it feels like, you know, to have done this work for nine years makes it feel like we've done it for 90 years. It's just, it's doing work in Pakistan takes, it's high friction, as Ms. Ba mentioned, but it also just everything, there's a challenge to everything, but there's always a solution to things as well. So I think for me, some of the most creative people are people that operate in Pakistan because we constantly have to create solutions for everything because we're constantly navigating um, the environment. So, I mean, when I look back on like the last decade of working there, um, definitely it's been challenging uh, for sure for any entrepreneur, for any investor. Um, but I also think it was, it's been super rewarding as well. So yeah, obviously being women, it's hard anyway. Um, and, but I think it's hard anyway to be women in VC globally. So I think the fact that that in itself is really challenging. And then obviously in Pakistan, it is also super challenging and we get told all the time, um, you know, why don't you stick to your lane? Why do you, you know, why do you guys want to try for this? It's going to be really hard for you. We've been told that all like throughout our journey. And so, um, yeah, that's why it's been really great to have each other through this. I, it is really a small world because I think a couple years back, I also came across a friend of yours, uh, Samir Mansour, and I met your sister. Mm -hmm. in, in that process, I discovered you're actually, I think, I believe Bangladeshi and Pakistani, mm -hmm. and you're working in Bangladesh as well. And then I was revisiting some of your other work and you've done work in, you know, globally, Cambodia, I believe Vietnam. So is there any one thing, if you had to pick one thing that differentiates Pakistan, um, what do you think it would be? And especially as you've worked in so many other geographies and, and your background, given your background. Mm. I mean, I guess I never look at things from an element of difference. I always think of it as the sameness of it, which I think it to me is actually what speaks to why our work has been able to transfer to other geographies and why we've worked in Bangladesh and um, why we've worked with programs in Vietnam. I was in Singapore. The reason I've worked in all these places, I was in Singapore and we, there was about 19 incubators and accelerators from Asia Pacific. And what was really cool was that I sat down with these guys from Samoa and we just had this really interesting conversation about their their relationship with angel investors and trying to build an angel network. And it was the exact same thing that we face in Pakistan. And so actually what I think is kind of, you know, I can definitely talk about, I mean, I'm sure there are differences, of course, right? Especially culturally and things like that. But I actually think there's so much of a sameness. I think most, most high friction uh, emerging markets, very relational, like we're very relationship driven and very trust driven in all of our markets. And, and I I think that that element is actually why we tend to see companies operate really similarly. Um, and, and that's why we tend to see companies that are really similar. We will see a Gojek in Indonesia and we have Bikea in Pakistan, right? We'll see Kareem obviously with Uber and like all of these things that have operated in multiple markets, but have expressed themselves um, similarly. 
in our economy. So it's kind of the opposite answer to your question, but I personally just always see the sameness. I, I absolutely love that. I love that focus on similarity and what's made your model really work. Um, Nisba, I got a taste of Kalsum's sort of lifestyle and Kalsum, you can speak to it as well in the sense that you were, you were or are on planes quite often. Nisba, I would love to hear from you. What does your typical day look like in engaging with Kalsum and how <laughs> you keep in? Are you also on planes often? Um, I'm not on planes that often, but uh, I think we've made a, we found a really good way to work together because I'm based in Karachi. And so I'm kind of like holding down the fort over here. But I think also, uh, you know, we're, we're, all, we're both really communicative. We, we are very good at like setting time aside on our calendars to have overlapping time. So Kasum starts her day at 7 a.m. I sometimes work till 10 p.m. Karachi time. So we can have the most overlap between our time zones. Um, of course, it's harder in the winter but we make it work. Um, I think interestingly, COVID has been uh, a little helpful in that context because we've been able to, I've been able to take things slower in the days, in the daytime, because we've been able to take them slower in the evening and no one's really going out anyway. But it's actually helped us focus a lot on having a good overlapping time, which we then divide between, uh, you know, talking about portfolio companies, talking to the portfolio companies, looking at new deals, uh, thinking through our investment thesis, having research conversations, uh, you know, having interviews or discussions with people outside in the market. Uh, so I think it, it's ended up working pretty well. So my typical day starts a little later, but, you know, then it becomes really high paced uh, 3 p.m. onwards before that I'm kind of taking my own time to do stuff. I uh, don't travel as much as I would like to, but hopefully as things become a little more settled with COVID, we can get back on that, get back on that horse, so to speak, and, uh, you know, be more, uh, be more around in terms of not just uh, outside Pakistan, but within Pakistan and really go to and be in the cities where our customers uh, and our, our in company's customers are. Yeah, and, and speaking of the current environment and COVID and all that's going on, Kalsum, stepping slightly away from your work and just you as an entrepreneur. So when there's a lot going on in your day, what are some things you kind of take comfort in or, or you do outside of your day-to-day -day job that you seek inspiration from? Um, yeah, I'm someone who I think I really truly believe in actually having a lot of outside interests and, and things like that. Um, I'm a big runner now, which COVID made me a runner. I never ran before. Um, I've always worked out a lot, but, um, but so I've always been like in, um, done martial arts and boxing and things like that, but actually COVID has been great for running and I've just been outside a lot. Um, I basically have a salon style thing that I do here in DC with a group of my community here, which every month we host a different topic and kind of go deep into things like power and narcissism and just kind of dive into those topics. Um, yeah, I read a lot, watch a lot of films. What else do I do, Miss? We do a lot. It's like weird. I, I think I'm constantly interested in things. So Mizba, one, one thing, just if you had to wrap it up, um, what is one word you would want to leave um, everyone with, sort of something inspirational that you want to leave, especially aspiring entrepreneurs and who are thinking of a space like Pakistan? What's one word or one sentence you would leave them with? Um, I would say abundance. Um, and I think, and, I, and, I, and then the reason why is because I, I take that in two ways. I take that from a sense of opportunity that Pakistan represents, but I also see sometimes that we get pitted against each other in different in different walks of life, whether it's professionally or personally, whether it's as investors or whether it's as startups. And I feel like coming from a place of abundance, and this is something that Kusum always keeps you know, bringing up, is like, 
it really changes your perspective and it allows you to take a step back and make better decisions rather than getting constrained and feeling like you always have to compete. Uh, so I would say abundance um, and yeah, and positivity that comes with it. Yeah, very important things to sort of keep in mind, especially during COVID. Thank you so much, Kalsum, for sharing a bit about yourself and also about your journey and Mizba as well. I'm going to hand it over to back over to Farouk. Well, ladies, this was super interesting for me. And as I want to relay to the audience out here, what we're trying to do is educate us in the diaspora about some of this, these magnanimous efforts that are being undertaken. And please take the time to dig in, understand, learn more, give us feedback. We really want this, this train to continue moving in the right direction. And we're lucky to have pioneers like Invest Innovate, Kulsum and Misbah with us. Please continue to support us and support them. And with that, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you, Samira, for hosting. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Thank you. Allah Hafiz. Thank you.